Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, everybody. This is episode 361 of Another Digital Citizen. My name is Luke. With me, I have Fro. Fro. Hi. I'm Fro. I'm doing the intro because Fro didn't feel like doing the intro today. No, I'm not in a. I'm not in a good mood. But okay. We're here. Yep. Yep, we're doing it. Uh, making a we're show. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. I say. We're not doing it live, mm -hmm. but uh, the Apple event is well, live right we now. We are doing it live. It's live for you. I'm live yeah. for you, and you're live for me. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it is live. It's per definition. Yeah, I guess we could say that, right? Yeah. Uh, like... I mean, it's it's not like okay. So I I would say uh, my definition of it not being live would be if we read from like teleprompters and we had the script. Well, no, that's not live. That the that's scripted. The the live is when it's happening. Uh, like a play would be live, right? Because it's in in. So what you call a podcast that we record? We record that isn't scripted. Do you just call it unscripted podcasts? Yeah, live and scripted are two different things. I think that's maybe where you're making the mistake. Live is like. Maybe. Uh, for instance, this week, for some reason, Joe Rogan was on YouTube, and that was live. <laughs> yes. But back in the day, Joe Rogan, when he did his podcasts that were recorded, and they weren't live, they weren't on... Uh, live is when you can make a mistake, and it can't be edited out, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the difference, I guess. Uh, it was his, like, f fighting podcast part of it. And the next day it was removed from YouTube, so... It was removed? I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if he did that to put it on, like, a Patreon paywall or thing, or if it, it... Like, he just had no. the live version up and didn't, you know, put up the VOD? That's possible. Yeah, no, it, it, it was this... He does this, like, fighting companion... For the UFC. Things. Yeah. yeah, for the UFC. So that was the one... That, uh, because what day was this? Was it on Saturday? No. It had to have been on the weekend, because if it was a fight companion, yes, UFC was, events are always on, like, yeah. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, depending on what country the event is in, so. Well, we were both at awake at the same time, so. I don't know. Uh, it must have been Saturday, because I think it happened right after we got done watching a show together, right? It was. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's weird, because he's got, like, an ex exclusivity contract with Spotify. With Spotify, But it yeah. must just be for his Joe Rogan podcast, not for, like... Right, that's what I was thinking. That right. It was, was for... It's a little like we thought the Emmys was out this week. Holy fuck, that confused us for <laughs> right the, six hours. For some reason, on Sunday they decided to really <laughs> what did what did they call it? The pre Emmys. The technical. The technical yeah, well, Emmys. Okay. The technical Emmys. It's like it it has nothing to do with Emmys, but 
we didn't understand that, and they didn't make it very clear. Because there were just news articles coming out, oh, this person wins an Emmy, not a wins right. a technical yeah. Emmy, and then it's like all these big names, like Lizzo won one, and Eminem, and yeah. all these people, so I'm sending fro articles like, did the Emmys just happen, and we didn't know about it? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I felt very right stupid, until I saw, like, I had to literally, like, go into their website, and, like, download who won the Emmys to understand that it wasn't the Emmys that we we're predicting today. It's an it's an annoying thing about like clickbait news where they have to make the title clickable. So if they put technical yeah. Emmys like less people would click on it, right? So that's really mm. that that was it wasn't our fault necessarily, it's more this the current state of news on the internet. Uh, yeah. It felt very fake news. Uh that's kind of but it, it also took me by by shit surprise because when when you were like oh yeah because Squid Game won some Emmys and 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 I go like what really how is this possible <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah no. it was very weird uh, at the time but it, was but it like only took sound, us like sound design <laughs> it only took us a little while to figure out like okay this doesn't make sense because you sent like. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, a list from what I think it was from Entertainment Tonight or something of all the different winners right. and stuff, and it was pretty obvious from that those lists and that it was called the te uh, it says the Creative Arts Emmys. So yeah, right. Yeah, no, and I I don't ask me what the difference is because I I still don't know. <laughs> I think it's more like uh, the Oscars have like the technical Oscars that there's a whole bunch of Oscars that don't ever air on like the show and I think that's yeah, but probably it's the same day oh well that's yeah for the Oscars it's the same day this was yeah, totally yeah this is one week in front of the others maybe the like... list is too long and they have to separate it I out no clue. Well, it was weird because we even, when we're going through the list, there was one for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation, and it had one, two, three, right. four, five, six winners in the same category. So we're not really sure right. how this award show works at all, right? Because yeah, no. there were multiple categories that had multiple winners, which was strange. Winners, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, that took way too long time to figure out. <laughs> I probably what like thirty minutes of us going like what the hell is going on here? Yeah, it was more than thirty minutes, but yes, but it's just silly, silly and weird. A little like this podcast, silly and weird. Yeah, uh, we will be doing this week. We will be doing the Emmy predictions, the actual Emmy we predictions, will. a little later. Yeah. Um, yes, I have. I made a, a parody song. Uh, are you looking forward to hear that? Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Are mm -hmm. we going to play it just mm -hmm. before we do the Emmy stuff, or what's the plan? Yeah. Okay, that's the plan. All right. Uh, President Joe uh, Biden. I'm, I'm actually going to sing it live. I'm doing it live. President Joe Biden was live uh, <laughs> in a primetime address uh, on extreme ideology of Donald Trump and his adherence, threatening the very foundation of... as of our republic as he uh, summoned Americans of all stripes to help counter what he sketched as dark forces within the Republican Party trying to subvert democracy. 
In speech Thursday night, Philadelphia's Independence Hall, Biden unleashed the trappings of a presidency in an unusually strong and sweeping indictment of Trump. Uh, this is a quote. It's not it. Oh, too much of what is happening in our country today is not normal. He said uh, before the audience of hundreds. He said he was he wasn't condemning 74 million people who voted for Trump, but added, "There's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans." Um, yeah, using the acronym acronym that Trump. Uh, created Make America Great Again. I think everybody knows that at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the this the new branding of MAGA Republicans, he came out and made a speech. People on, honestly, on both sides weren't super happy about it, and then some people, obviously, on the Democratic side were very happy about it. I don't know. What do you, what, what's your thoughts on this speech he made? It was very de- decisive, <sighs> divisive, sorry. It was yeah. decisive and divisive, to be honest. Yes, it was both. Both. Uh, I think you missed Mark. To be honest, I, I didn't. There's nothing that he said that I could say. Oh, I disagree with this or mm-hmm. uh, anything. But it it made me it made me uncomfortable because it felt like. It felt a little like uh, Hillary Clinton's the the the, uh, the horrible comment. Uh, I think it will push the divides farther, uh, uh, and that's kind of my uh, that's maybe what I'm most af- afraid of that it will push the divides uh, further f- from each other, and I I I don't like that and I don't really see any other uh, thing coming out of this uh, I don't know if you I, agree I th- to that I, yeah I can't imagine like his whole thing was he wanted I guess try to separate good republicans and I put good in air quotes from MAGA mm-hmm. republicans but he didn't really define what these good republicans are or who they are or where they are right Right, and so just to say, MAGA Republicans, like you're not you're, you're saying the Republican Party. Are you saying MAGA Republicans that are just the ones in office? Are you talking about individual citizens uh, that are MAGA Republicans also? Um, yeah, it's a question of uh, you know a few different things. Kind of, uh, uh, it's questionable as to what he said. I guess he made it fairly. He tried to make it fairly clear, but at the same time, using the MAGA Republicans thing as kind of a crutch to be like, not have to define what that really means, right? Mm, mm. <laughs> I just, it's, um, like I said, the problem is not defining what a good Republican is. When, when you're saying people who are um, MAGA Republicans, you kind of have to define what that is, which has never been done, mm-hmm. and to keep that open-ended, then people who aren't whatever he means by MAGA Republicans can feel like they're being attacked, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, whether they mm-hmm. are or not his definition of whatever that is. So it, keeping it yeah, open-ended that, like that makes and, it very confusing yeah. and divisive, which causes yeah. that that separation. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I, I, I don't think he should have done that kind of speech because, like I said, it uh, it hits too many people that I 
think he didn't mean to hit and I see I see this as maybe a last ditch as effort to get the people to vote uh, democratic in in the midterms and I s kind of think it's kind of d desperate the way he did it but honestly if he wanted to push people to vote Democrat in the midterms don't you think a speech on abortion would have been a better Put, like would have pushed more people then in that Donald direction. Trump, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. So uh, yeah, I, I, but they want to be able to uh, separate Donald Trump and uh, from this whole th everything else. And if he would have brought up abortion, then he has to answer the question: Well, why did this happen under your presidency? And right, there's a whole ba oh, can of worms there. Um, yeah, I, I think especially framing this as some kind of speech that's supposed to unite the country and then saying mm -hmm. the things he did that is opposite of trying to unite the country, that's a whole other thing that's kind of messed up. But mm -hmm. it's, it's here on Friday, so this is after the speech. Uh, Biden said, I don't consider any Trump supporter a threat to the country. He added, I don't think anyone who calls for the use of violence fails to condemn violence when it's used, refuses, ref, refuses to acknowledge when election has been won, or insists on changing the way in which the rules, uh, insists on changing the way which the rules to count votes, that is a threat to democracy. So that's what he's defining, I guess, as a MAGA Republican. Um, mm. I'm for ranked choice voting and getting rid of the uh, electoral college, which is insisting Me on... too. Ins but one of his things was in people who are insisting on changing the way which the rules to count votes. That's what we... That's I'm for that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I... T like, I'm not for all the things in this list, but do you have to be for all these things in the list to be a MAG Republican or just a few? Again, it's like, right. yeah... Little confusing. I uh, like I said. I think this was more divisive than it was unifying. Um, maybe it, yeah. maybe unifying for the Democratic Party though. Uh, maybe. I I don't know. I yeah maybe. I mean, like people who are under that banner already are gonna are already hated Trump. Really, just are were like. You know, they're watching CNN and MS MSNBC. When they watch this, they probably got goosebumps and were like, oh my God, he's such a powerful leader. He's going after the bad guys, you know? But the problem is when mm. the bad guys are your fellow citizens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have got a new leader of Britain this week. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that happened faster than I thought it would. Uh, kind of came out of nowhere to me. I don't know about you over in Norway. Yeah, Were they talking I... more about this? Nope. Okay. Or just like now she's prime minister. It's like <laughs> yeah, they just were like, oh yeah, we we didn't really like have a lot of discussions about it in the public, I guess. But uh, Foreign Secretary Liv Liz Truss has been announced as the UK prime minister after beating. Uh, Rishi Sanak as the Conservative Party leadership race on Monday. Uh, she has said to be been an honor to be elected. Oh, she said it's an honor to be elected and thanked her party for organizing one of the longest job interviews in history. Uh, the contest who would have who would take over the, uh, for Boris Johnson began weeks ago. Um, 
on Friday, roughly 160,000 members of the Conservative Party voted uh, in the election of their next leader. Uh, she got eight. 81,326 uh, of the votes to win, so. Yeah, that's uh, pretty a big win. Uh, yeah. Uh, as I'm to understand, there's, like, a video going around that I saw on Twitter. I don't, I think I saw it on, like, Hassan's Twitter or something, uh, of okay. her being, like, um, somebody asked her if you were prime minister and you, there was the big red button to like send out nukes. Uh, would you feel bad? Would you like, what would your feelings be about having to do that? And she was like, well, that's just my job. I'll just, that's my job. He's and the guy's like, yeah, but you know, that's like the annihilation of the entire human race. And she's like, yeah, that's what I got to do. <laughs> it's like, that's a little cr cr crass, uh, to have no feelings about something like that. Hmm. You know, I, I I was hoping that uh, Sonico was going to win. He seemed uh, he seemed like the best uh, choice, but I I mean, yeah, she won by twenty over twenty thousand votes. So yeah, um, she will be the third woman ever elected prime minister, following in the steps of Margaret Thatcher and Theresa May. Right. And one of her biggest heroes are Margaret Thatcher. Such a... And I I have never, ever been a Margaret Thatcher fan. I don't think most people are, except for people like Hillary Clinton, so... And uh, Listas? Apparently, right. <laughs> yeah. She wants to be the new, new one, yeah. That's you not know, great. I, I, no. No. Yeah, no, so, well, maybe we will have World War Three. Who knows? Uh, we've been talking a little about World War Three and whether uh, it's possible to happen, right, lately? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I definitely think it's possible. And we've been talking about Taiwan and China, and we've been talking about what's going on between uh, Iran and... Uh, Saudi Arabia and you know what the Russia most thing? and Ukraine. Yeah. Sorry, yep. Do you know what the most stupid thing I think you could do is is sell weapons to Taiwan? That would be stupid. The U.S. State Department. Let's hope you don't do that. <laughs> the U.S. State Department has approved a potential 1.1 billion dollars with a B. Sale of military equipment to Taiwan, including 60 anti-ship missiles, 100 air-to-air -air missiles, with Chinese threatening uh, to take countermeasures against this. The Pentagon announced its package on Friday in the wake of China's drill military drills uh, in Taiwan following, uh, guess what? Uh, last month's visit of Representative Speaker Nancy Pelosi, the highest-ranking U.S. official in Taipei for years. It is so incredibly stupid. I like I I don't have words for how incredibly stupid I think this is. Well, I can explain it in a very simple way that I thought of yesterday while I was driving. But let me tell you what they're selling. The sale includes Sidewinder missiles, which can be used for air-to-air -air and surface attack missions, Harpoon anti-ship missiles, and and support for Taiwan's surveillance radar program. Uh, according to the DSCA, 
I've kind of looked at this and I kind of look at it in the same way a lot of the way the U.S. does things like this. It's like that bully in school that's sitting behind you in class and they're like mm -hmm. flicking your ear like over and over again. The, mm -hmm. the U.S. has just been like sitting there flicking China and like Russia's ears for years and years. And finally, mm -hmm. those countries stand up and like pull their fists back and they're ready to punch, punch them in the face. And the, mm. and the bully stands up and goes, teacher, 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 look what they're doing. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what's happening here. It's like Washington's like, oh, we sent a bunch of people to Taiwan and we know you don't want us to do that. Oh, we're going to send them a bunch of weapons. And then when China retaliates, the U.S. is going to go, hey, look what they're doing. <laughs> they're evil. It's like that. That That's the situation I see here. Do you, does that make sense? Definitely. Uh, and I, yeah, like I said, I, I just like it. It God smacks me that that uh, they have the balls to do this. And I. Yeah, I think it is maybe the most stupid thing I have heard in quite a while. Well, another flick of the ear to China. U.S. officials ordered NVIDIA to halt sales of AI chips to China. Remember how we said this is all about computer chips? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. multiple times? Computer chip designer NVIDIA Corp, uh, Corp said Monday, or said Wednesday, that U.S. officials... Uh, told it to stop exporting top computer computing chips for AI work in China, a move that could cr cripple Chinese firms' ability to carry out advanced work like image rec recognition. The, the announcement signals a major ex escalation of the U.S. crackdown on China's technological capabilities as tensions bubble over uh, the fate of Taiwan, where chips from... NVIDIA and almost every other major chip firm are manufactured. So, so now we're putting sanctions on China also. As well as sending weapons to Taiwan. Yeah. Sounds similar to something we did recently. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to hit my head. In on in in on a table and just like this is a dream. This is a dream. I also this think it's dream. crazy that this isn't bigger news. Like at least not yeah. in America, nobody's really talking about this because it's overshadowed by things like the Mar-a-Lago stuff and uh, Biden's speech and things like that. Um, starting war mm -hmm. with China is like way bigger deal uh, than anything uh, that's been talked about this but, week. But the thing is. Yeah, the thing is, like, fair sells newspapers, so I don't really understand it either, because... But that's true, we yeah. All, yeah. So, and I, I, think, I think both you and me are more updated than uh, the normal uh, digital citizen, because we do this podcast and i do think that i talked to my dad about this like he doesn't know anything about the china situation <laughs> like <laughs> like where would he hear that from other than like weird uh interactions w with me because i guess I, I yeah i guess they're more like if they're trying to sell fear and, and that's our theory we're going off of i guess they're they're they want people or they think people are going to be more afraid of their own fellow citizens, MAGA uh, Republicans, 
They're they're more afraid right. of them than they are of China. I guess that's the of only China, yeah, explanation. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's the 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 thousand dollar question is like why why do you fear that when when you have a contrary with a dictator that has shown uh, that he is not uh, trustworthy like why are you not more afraid of that than your mega supporter it's like why maybe um, it's a more uh maybe it's an easier thing for people to wrap their head around it's like sure. i know my cousin uh, Bobby Bobby Sue and she's a crazy MAGA Republican uh, QAnon person. I I can see that. That's something tangible that I can get my head around. Nuclear war with China is not something that's easily like people can wrap their head around. I guess. But then then you have North Korea as well. It's like the whole like and North Korea, China, Russia connection. Like I'm and Iran in there as well. Yeah, yeah and and Iran. Like I'm. I'm more concerned about those four countries together than I will ever be of Trump. Especially if they all got together. I think I've even said this in the past, like, that would be the... If, like, they created their own, you know... Uh, what was it called in World War II? The alliance that was, like, the evil empire or whatever it was? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh... It's one step closer to that because Russia could be about to buy millions of North Korean uh, shells and rockets. Russia could yes. be about to buy literally millions of artillery shells and rockets from Cold War ally North Korea, the White House said on Tuesday, calling this further evidence of Moscow's desperation amid supply shortages in its war with Ukraine. Russian ambas ambassador to the UN uh, earlier dismissed reports from U.S. officials, which appeared in the New York Times, uh, saying, I haven't heard it. I, I think it's another fake being circulated around, he told reporters. The U.S. State Department spokesperson said on Tuesday that Russia is in the process of purchasing millions of rockets and artillery from North Korea. So, hmm. uh... However, the White House National Security spokesperson, John Kirby, said a short time later there were no indications that the purchase had been completed, and certainly no indications that those weapons are being used yet inside of Ukraine. So, Yet. Uh, well, yet. they haven't been purchased. How would they be being used? So, Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Further, the U.S. official said additional Rush, additionally that Russian purchases of North Korean military equipment uh, were expected. So it's not really, I guess, a big story to them, is what they're saying. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, like you said, people people are more interested in the Mar-a-Lago stuff. I understand that because it's, it is kind of strange, the whole Mar-a-Lago Mar stuff. But uh, we we have a small update on that. Yeah, I was talking about this whole story with somebody this week, and they, I was like, saying like, uh, you know, that Trump's probably not going to get in trouble for this, and they agreed with that, and they were like, but we got to get rid of Trump, and I, I effectively just said, well, there are worse Republicans than Trump, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that gets lost is like. Trump has become this boogeyman on on the left, 
and they don't mm. see like the smaller boss uh, battles that are to come in the Repub- against the Republican Party, right? Like once Donald Trump's De- gone, DeSantis is, is yeah. yeah, then you got DeSantis uh, behind that, yeah. and then who's behind that, and who's behind behind him, and yeah, um, focusing all the looks- ener- energy on Trump seems like a loss of certain areas. Yeah, I agree, and uh, it looks like DeSantis is ready, more or less. To run against Trump, which could be interesting, yeah. I guess. Um, but this week, a photo yeah. hit the internet like a mic drop when the Justice Department uh, rejected former Donald Trump's call for a special master in his records dispute, which now a judge has come out and said that they are allowing that um, special master. Hmm. Uh, but a photo, uh, which many observer called unprecedented, imme- immediately drove discussion about Trump's legal problems into overdrive. Uh, a law professor from University of California, Berkeley, said the jaw-dropping photo and filings are the latest steps in extraordinary sequence that the U.S. government's arguing about national secrets uh, from its former chief executive. Uh, they said this is an unusual response, and that's to be expected. It was filed in a reply to an unusual request by a judge to respond to a very unusual filing by Trump, right? Trump wanted them to reveal all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then they did, and then he got mad that they that they did the thing that he wanted them to do, <laughs> which was reveal, mm-hmm. like, the pictures of of what they had against him. So they did that, and then he, he said, well, I didn't put them there. But isn't that kind of... I mean, isn't that kind of the problem, though? What's the problem? That people think that uh, it w- will uh, be Trump that uh, that wins uh, the Republican ticket. Like people don't think outside of Trump. Isn't that kind of the problem that they don't see that behind Trump there are? I think like what they see is Trump, people? Trump as like a, a leader of a movement is what they see and they see like oh if we cut the head off the snake then it, the snake will die when in actuality it's the republican party is a hydra that you cut off one head and it it can grow back too right mm. yeah i think that's probably what they're seeing as like get get rid of trump we totally destroy everything the republican party has um mm-hmm. i mean i i to a degree it would hurt the certain Republicans in the immediate, but at the same time um, would also boost uh, the backing of people like DeSantis by old Trump supporters and things like that. Um, If anything, it would bring... Well, because now all the people who can't vote for Trump are both more upset and more motivated to go against the people who they believe went after Trump in the first place. Mm-hmm. You're creating like a new uh, Tea Party, in, in a, essentially, essentially. You know what I mean? That's a mm. uh, anti, well, anti-Republican establishment. So they, the same people that voted for Trump, they were very against people like uh, the uh, uh, Jeb Bush. I was going to say Ted mm-hmm. Bush for some reason. Uh, mm. They they were all against like that part of the political establishment, like the the Republican 
establishment that's been around for years and years and years. And that's one of the reasons Trump got in. Um, mm. So they're not going to go back to those old, they're not going to be like, oh, well, now I'm going to vote for Pence. Like, that's not going to happen. So they're going to go somewhere else right. and it's going to create a whole new section of that uh, of that party. And I think it'll probably be a bigger, uh, there'd be more people in that part of the Republican Party than the quote unquote centrist or establishment wing of the Republican Party. Uh, talking about Pence, who do you see as the running mate for Donald Trump? Would it be interest? Uh, like, would would uh, the nightmare scenario be uh, Trump with uh, DeSantis as running mate? I can see it happening. I mean, people yeah. are like, "Oh, well, Trump's going against DeSantis." They're talking shit about each other. But look back yeah. at like 2016, before yeah. that election. Like Ted Cruz was like, ah, "Trump is such a horrible person. I hate him." I'm pretty sure Trump mm -hmm. called his wife ugly at one point. Called. Oh yeah. And then when it came up to actually, you know, campaigning for Trump and voting for Trump and backing Trump, he was like. Oh yeah, my wife must be ugly. That's what happened there. So, <laughs> Sorry. yeah, yeah. So I I can see DeSantis being like very anti-Trump for the whole campaign and them battling it out, and then at the end them joining forces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be the nightmare. Well, the thing that people like... don't understand about like I even wrote this in my things to talk about. I wrote if people think Trump is scary, then then what what's the christian right because that's right that's the bigger boogeyman that's behind trump that you should be afraid of is the uh, insane christian right <laughs> extremist christian right which actually would have been a better speech that biden could have made <laughs> instead of the quote-unquote mm -hmm. maga republicans that we don't that are very undefined as to what that means the extreme Christian right, I know exactly what the fuck that is, and I exa know exactly what they're doing, and it has to do with abortion, but again, he couldn't bring that up, but it's not just that, you know, that's the, those are the people that people are mad at, because in, you know, uh, circles that are like, uh, I guess it's always been said, you n never talk about, uh, what, religion, uh, religion or politics, right? Those are the things mm -hmm. that to avoid talking about. So nobody could ever say it's the Christian extreme Christian right that we need to go against. Biden couldn't make that speech because then people would be like, oh, he's anti-Christian. He hates Christians, right? But mm -hmm. when he says MAGA Republicans, does he really mean the extreme Christian right? Probably. And I'll say it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not running as president, Luke? I couldn't. I'm an atheist. That like literally, they <laughs> remember when they attacked Bernie Sanders for being an atheist. For being an atheist, yeah. Right, and he's like, I'm not actually an atheist, but okay. Yeah, I'm a Jew. That's not the same thing. Well, he's a non-practicing Jew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I uh, looked at something interesting this week. Uh, I love Channel Five, and. Uh, they have an interview with Alex Jones. Uh, there's this amazing trailer for it. Should we look at it? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't post it on their actual Channel 5 channel, um, which it, the, it, the full interview is available on their Patreon. I'm guessing mm. there's things in it they probably can't post on YouTube. Oh, there definitely is. I'm going um, to 
So, why I they posted it on? Excuse me. I had to burp. Um, they posted on Channel Five Clips, which I'm not subscribed to, but actually I'm going to do that right now. Subscribe. Um, I'm actually going to do that as well. Subscribe. Uh, because I think they would have got a lot more traction on this if they would have put it on their main tra channel, but... Yeah, because this has just, uh, well, just 269,000. That's not just, but I don't know how much the main channel has. I can look really quick, uh, while we start, start the video. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is just a trailer, and it does have some crazy things that Alex Jones says in it. But supposedly, Alex Jones is joking, just to put it in context before we start listening. Okay, go ahead, give me a countdown. I, uh, can I just say that I really, really want to read this book called The Great Reset? His, uh, his but, uh, book? Well, it says Alex Jones. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Great Reset is like a concept that's been a around for a little while at this point. Yeah, Channel but if you see... See the first picture, them uh, sitting in chairs. Don't you see that there's two books like standing there? I don't. No, I don't see them. Oh. Oh, down there. You said up there, yeah. and I was looking up. Oh. Those are down. Oh, down. Yeah. Down. Yeah, but I can't really read it. My my video is way too small. Channel five oh. uh, with Andrew Callahan channel has two point zero five million subscribers. So yeah. They should have put it there, yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's watch this trailer in uh, three, two, one, go. Do you feel responsible for what happened to the Sandy Hook families? Yes, I killed the children. But beyond that, I no. Mean, I mean, I went there when school, I first saw this. I, I thought it was an, out, you know, a, an edit. Myself. I mean, I, 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 <laughs> where like yeah. they cut, but it's not. This is him actually. No, no, just, do I feel responsible that someone on on played shoot 'em up video games? On a bunch of drugs. So they, they're on they the InfoWars set, it looks like. Questioned it and I mm -hmm. covered that. No, I don't feel responsible. And I don't apologize anymore. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't apologize. I killed the kids. Was there a definitive... I, no, I killed them. <laughs> I killed this them. is the part where he's like, this can't no, be real. But, like, yeah. he's just trying to, like, make them. a joke but be extreme at the same time. I, I did it. I killed them. I'm the bad guy. I'm the devil. Get rid of the First Amendment. We move on to other topics. I don't think I killed him. First Amendment killed him. Second, get rid of the Second Amendment. Get rid of the First Amendment. They're bad. One of the they great things about Andrew's interview style is he'll just let people go instead of like everything. Most interview would try to like interviews would try to rail this in, but he's just like, okay, I'm just gonna let him rant. Every American's to blame. Every gun owner's to blame. I'm to blame. We are all guilty. And Soros, turn our guns in. Turn our guns in. I know. I did it. I killed them. I killed them. I killed them. I, I know. I killed them. So I'm done talking about it. I killed them. Okay. Can we talk about the trial at all? There's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Let me tell you, I don't know if I can do this interview right now. <laughs> right, and this is like two minutes out of, what did he say at, at the end? A 60-minute interview or something? Yeah, it? something like that. I don't think you should keep doing that. <laughs> what? Dude, I murdered those children. This is the off, uh, off camera <laughs> speak right here. It's not a funny thing to say. Is employees? Yeah. And fuck it, I don't give a fuck, dude. Right. I'm far beyond giving a fuck right now. Right. We can stop there. So after that, it's just Andrew comes on and says, "Hey, you can go to the Patreon for five dollars a month." Blah 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 blah. So, but yeah, if you want to go check out that full interview, which I kind of do, so I think I'm probably gonna get on their on their Patreon at least for one month and see if I. See what else is on there.
someone else that is somewhat controversial. Not as controversial as Alex Jones. Not even close, but yeah. No, no. But he he's controversial according to himself. He's in a tiny bit of trouble. I'm not sure what it is or we have no idea what the trouble is, but yeah. Nope. But uh Trump is going to tell you why he's doing what he's doing right now. Uh, yeah, and why he might not be here. I, we don't. I, we got to talk to Tron about this because we don't yeah. have any clue what's going on. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, maybe we'll have Tron tells the truth next week. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Really. Mm-hmm. Hello, this is Tron. But Tron tells the truth. If you heard my voice is a little low, it's because I'm reading in this early in the morning. One of these mornings, I can't sleep. Well, why can't I sleep, you ask? Because this segment called Transfers the Truth have had the consequences. For the first time in six years I'm doing this poll segments, it have been consequences for it. People ask me if I can represent them when I'm doing this. Well, I'm not going to tell who these people are, but that have a fact straight. Let's tell me a little story behind this segment. Over six years ago, Frau Luke, who's main producers of another digital citizens, asked me to do this segment. They wanted uh, something to break in the show, like a segment, like 60 minutes of Danny Rooney. I respect Danny Rooney, but I was not an Andy Rooney type. I just created a devil versions of myself and became a little something different. When I do Tron tells the truth, it's serious in humor, all in one. I think politics need more humor and I think humor need more politics. When I grew up, I remember first time I saw a stand-up show who was totally out of limits. It was Eddie Murphy. And Later on that, I saw Chris Rock. But I wanted more politics in it. And Chris Rock was politics. I saw George Collin. And I was hooked. I saw Bill Hicks. Holy shit. It was great. I was never anything like them. I cannot be like them because I have no other level. But I got this segment. I fulfilled a little dream. I, it was fun. I got some fun and giggles by doing it, but I never thought it's going to be having consequences. And some people ask me if I'm serious and if I can represent them. They come in the accusation of what I think and not think, and who I am and who I'm not. I am. This is politics with humor. I had this devil-looking f- character because I'm going to put pain things on the edge. I'm gonna ask hard questions, I'm gonna make fun a little about what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. It's humor with politics, or politics with humor if you like to call it. I thought it was accepted. I'd done it for six years. Some people laugh, I think it's funny and okay, and somebody don't. I never step down on people, but I'm kicking up. Yeah, I think the people on the top not people who's working on society. That's been 
the main thing. If I cannot be a politician in my part-time, no, free-time, and have this segment, and I'm going to be judged because I'm doing this segment, I think the world is a strange place to live in. A very strange thing to live in. Is it possible to laugh anymore? Is it possible to say something that's not always correct? Is it possible to joke about things some people consider holy? If I make fun of some of political opinions, is that okay? Or is it not okay? I also accept that people make fun of this segment or make fun of me as long as it's for some limits, but now I found out that people who are radical or on both sides, on people on the left and people on the right, have stopped laughing, stopped having humor. Everything should be fucking correct. Everyone should wear a beautiful suit and tie be like fucking Sunday school angels. Oh God. That can be humorous people think in, in again. You don't take it too seriously, don't you? Or do you? It must be possible to do something different, to be a little different, to ask some serious questions. But when I've done this segment, I found out lately that it isn't. I haven't slept at night, and I'm looking not forward to the day is coming because this bothers me it's bothered me in this segment and another podcast I have I've been going on for over 12 years now suddenly has become a problem I've been working hard in politics for years I do segments like this and podcasts who's little on the edge because I have a hard job who nobody other people nearly have People need to laugh, relax, take up a beer or wine or everything to make you ticking, and have some fun and laugh and giggle sometimes. Some politicians in the society always ask, why not I'm getting elected? Why not people, more people believe in us? We're standing for all the right things. We all, the science is telling us what we do and should not do and so on. Because you just want everything to be like you just like you you talk about diversity and we also will be different but when it comes down you don't really mean it you just want everybody to say the correct things do the correct things and act and dress in the correct way that's not only on the left it's only in the center it's also on the right I don't know how many times I'm going to keep the segment going anymore after this, but I will probably be back in a way or another. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. Can I just say that episode 3 of The Patient is maybe the, my favorite episode so far? I guess you can say that because we're in the TV round uh, talking about TV shows mm-hmm. we saw this week. I haven't watched it yet, actually, so... Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but uh, you know the the uh, let's say uh, the 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 ending of episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, the explanation of who comes in is very good. Oh, all right. 
But what else did I watch this week? Uh, keep this between us? Uh, maybe this is why I'm so sad and uh, shitty mood this week. Uh, it's about uh, the widespread grooming pandemic. If you are not like in a good mood when you watch that, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, that, I don't. It's, uh, I I didn't know that was a thing. But okay, yeah, that would probably put you in yeah. a bad mood. Yeah, the two first uh, episodes I saw. Um, it's uh, about this lady that uh, takes a journey to re-examine like her past relationship with a trusted teacher and uh, it's very about like how manipulative that kind of situation is and how uh, how where uh, how terrible shitty grooming is it's 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 more widespread than than people think this was on your channel freeform so I I watched it it was very very interesting very very depressing I will give it a 7 yeah, I saw something that was coming out on Freeform like next week or the week after that I was like, damn, Freeform's like stepping up their game. They got all these like yeah, they, they crazy really good are. shows right now. Um, yeah. And they kind of came out of nowhere, but um, yeah. Uh, let's see. I saw something you saw last week, Mike, on Hulu. Mm -hmm. I thought the storyline parts of it were pretty interesting. Like, I really like the parts where they're actually in the story and they're like showing his life and stuff. But as soon as yeah. they cut away to him in, like, the stage and he's doing his, like, yeah. speech stuff, it felt like that mm, The Rock TV show. What was that one called? Where it's The Rock right. the Rock as a kid, but it cuts back to him telling about his life in this terrible, terribly cheesy, annoying way that's very pandering mm -hmm. to being like, oh, look at what a great celebrity he is or whatever. Um, yeah, the, I just don't think that's necessary in a TV show like this. Like... I understand that, like, that's a new formula that people are trying to, like, make TV shows as, I guess, um, with, like, telling a story and then showing the story. But I just, just show the story. You know, that's like a classic yeah. uh, film school uh, thing you learn in film school is uh, show, don't tell, right? And literally, these mm -hmm. are, this is the opposite of that, that, uh, anal uh, that, that teaching. So, um, but I did enjoy parts of it, and I like the story. Um, just don't like the way it was put together. So I'll give it a five point five. Hmm. Uh, Devil in Ohio, because I watched all of it. Uh, did you watch this? I watched two episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to <laughs> assume you feel the same thing as me, even though I watched the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it's about this uh, psychiatrist uh, that uh, ha in her w line of work meets this mysterious cult escape May uh, that has uh, we we follow in the start of the show, uh, and it is very like. Uh, she has this uh, marks on her and her cuts on her that are very uh, tied to uh, the devil and uh, then she does something that she would probably be fired for in, in real life. She takes the girl with her home um, 
and then we we kind of meet uh, the rest of her family. There's a lot of of of. Uh... I think in the show it, they made it seem like like she was a former foster parent, and so maybe she had those credentials already. Right. I guess, but you you can't. I I know this. You can't like work as a doctor, have that as a a patient, then like adopt the people that you're treating. So, no. <laughs> right, but, uh, but uh, I don't, I, well, I guess tech was she technically her doctor, or was she just like in the same hospital as as her? Right, that yeah, it's a she little. She was her doctor in the beginning. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, it's mostly about her her daughter uh, as well. Uh, but this is one weird show that I hated. And loved at the same time. I don't know what I feel about it. Mostly because of the the storyline is completely bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part is that uh, the acting in this is very un- under par, <laughs> to say it mildly. Uh, I think the acting is maybe what is 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 uh, disturbing me most. And third. It is maybe the worst mother I have ever met in my entire life through this Netflix show. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Well, I mean, not real. She's not. But yes, in, if this was a real story, that's the question uh, I, I was wondering. <laughs> it's not. Well, yeah, no, it's not. But is it real, according to Netflix? The answer is yes. And no, the series is based on a 2017 best-selling book by the same name and is loosely inspired by a true story, but the cult Mm -hmm. that is portrayed, uh, we made it all up, uh, is what they say, so. Right. It is based on a true story, but lots of it is not true. Right. Hopefully. But yeah, no, there are the mysterious aspects of it. I mean, it's interesting, but it's just like... I, I I my problem is that I hated everybody in this show. <laughs> it's like there's there was nobody that I felt like I I I I got connection with other than maybe Jules that was like the daughter in the family. Right. I think she's so she's she's okay. But uh, other than that it's just like this this uh, 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 May May is portrayed so uh, uncomfortably bad in this TV show that I yeah I I I really don't know how I feel about it. What about you? Uh, I w- number wise, I'd probably give this a seven. I thought the acting mm. was very good, especially the main mm, character. Well, is the main ca- I guess the main character is May. Uh, yeah, and then the. The uh, mother is kind of secondary main character. Um, I thought she did a really good job making herself that creepiness, the creepiness to it. I think, yeah, certain parts of it, you're like, how would you like just look past that of her being like, especially when she's saying grace at the table right in like the second episode, I think it was. It's like, how would you just be like... Oh, that just must be a quirky thing she does. You know what I mean? That's like yeah, not that's not yeah, a quirky yeah. little uh, cute thing or anything. So, um, those little things kind of take away from like the realistic, uh, realisticness of it. But you know, the cult aspects are cool. The, mm-hmm. the like you said, the 
storyline between the daughter and and knowing before anybody else kind of that's an interesting part of it the mystery aspect i give it a seven like i said what what would you give it <sighs> I, I saw it all so i mean it's more than five less than eight i am um, i think i will land on a 6.5 okay i saw yeah. Something that you will probably never watch is my guess, but it's called Race for the Championship. Guess what? It's about NASCAR from. <laughs> well, why do you say I would never watch that? Because you hate NASCAR. I love, I love car shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- literally, this is created. I'm pretty like almost guaranteed this is created by NASCAR themselves because it's very okay. Like, it's showing all their top drivers. It's a reality show. Showing all their top drivers, and I guess the NASCAR circuit this year, they, like, changed mm-hmm. all the specs for all the cars, so everything's completely different as far as, like, how the cars drive and um, the, the different tracks and things like that. Something about, uh, they called it the next-gen NASCAR series, and so that's what it's about. It's uh, about all these, they follow, like, five different drivers, and how they are getting along trying to like their team and them trying to like figure out this new car and this new uh, set of tracks and you know the the race for the championship which is what it's called so uh, reality show wise it's fine it's like every other reality show you've seen but it's a giant commercial for NASCAR and that's all it is is an hour-long commercial that has commercials for other things in between it, which that is just not necessary. So I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 3.5 for that, for being a commercial with commercials. Not going to watch this. It is very Ricky Bobby. Last they, they, show on earth. <laughs> this is, they lean into the Ricky Bobbiness. They have like this mm. one foreign guy who's like, I think Spanish. So very much like the uh, Sasha Baron Cohen character in mm-hmm. Ricky Bobby, and then there's one part where a guy is on the phone with his pregnant wife in his car. Mm-hmm. So on the car display, it shows like the name of the caller, and on uh, on the the name of the caller is my hot ass wife, which is a uh, you know obviously right from Ricky Bobby. Uh, so yeah, cool. Uh, since you talked about stupid uh, reality shows, let's jump into that as a part of the segment. A dated and related on Netflix. Holy moly, this is shit. I didn't know this was uh, coming out. Like, I didn't see any... Like, I, well, I, I knew it was coming out. I didn't know it was coming out this week, I guess. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This, this is something. So, uh, you have... It it's it's a mix between, gosh, uh, it's it's also it's two pairs of 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 family members that date. Uh, uh, Another uh, pair of family people. members, right. but it can be. There's twin brothers. And, there's twin sisters. There's cousins. There's right. what else is there? There's a brother and a sister that are just brother and sister, right. and then there's the two sisters that two. aren't twins. Yeah. Right, and uh, I I watch this mostly because this is huge Norwegian news this week. Okay, 
because uh, one of the pairs were non half Norwegian. Half Norwegian. Uh, well, I'm guessing it was the yes. two blonde girls with the blue eyes. <laughs> no, it was it is the two Morocco, Moroccan uh, women. Oh, they did say well, that they grew up in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they're one of their parents is Norwegian and the other is Moroccan. That one makes sense. No, no fucking clue. That's and, and uh, their accent is very Norwegian. Come on. Is it? I thought it sounded. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I thought it sounded if Middle you... Eastern. Okay, if you listen back, it's very Norwegian. They kind of sound like Tron sometimes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I guess I uh, didn't notice. I, I do remember okay. them saying they grew up in Norway, though. I do remember that, yeah. Right. So, I watched the two first episodes and the last one. <laughs> so, I watched three episodes of this. Oh, well, then maybe you uh, could explain, because they don't explain in the first two episodes, how the fuck you win $100,000. Because they just go, this is their explanation of it in the first episode. At the end of this, two of you could walk away with $100,000. Not explaining how or why right. or... The other members of, of, of the gang uh, that uh, were voted out uh, what's for them. So it's Big Brother... Mixed style. with Love Island. Yeah. It's very. It's got a very Love Island feel you, to it. Like the packages of them introducing the guests are right. just straight Spoil stolen spoilers, from Love Island. Spoilers for a shitty, shitty TV show. Are you ready? The Norwegian uh, uh, ladies are in the final, and one of them win. Don't ask me who, because I can't see the difference. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, it looks like from the preview they did at the end of episode one, they're going to add ex more couples as the show goes on, very Big Brother or Love Island. But do you remember... Love Island-esque. You remember... Yeah. You remember the the uh, the couple... Well, uh, the, uh, uh, the couple that gets to be the first couple... They are the end couple, and that's the uh, those that kiss in episode two, I think. I don't know. You, that, uh, it's a little vague for me, but sure. Right. Uh, the pair of, of uh, the Afro-American twins sure. that dates the other, yeah. Whatever. It's not important. Anyway, uh, I will give it a three. Uh, I gotta go down to, uh, uh, 2.5, I guess. Cool. I mean, there were definitely some issues that I had with it, um, as far it's as stupid. a reality show goes, but it's, you know, it's mindless yeah. drivel. I think the biggest problem I have with it is, like, the idea that they're like, oh, we're here to, like, find love or something, and this is not a situation where you're actually trying to find love, it's like... These people really right. just want to get on TV and get a following on Instagram One. so they can sell, like, uh, fat fat pills or whatever, yeah. Um, but funny enough, I've seen two reality shows that is worse than this, believe it or not, so... Was one of them Buy My House on Netflix? One of them was definitely Buy My House. Do they not realize that these people are, like, some of the most hated people in America right now? Real estate agents? This this is one of the worst shows and I have specifically seen these kind of, of real estate agents the ones that buy up <laughs> houses to turn them into be, uh, uh, to turn them into rental properties so that they can't mm. that's what's ruining the housing market in America so they're making mm. a TV show about basically the most hated people in the country 
and then making them like the mentors or like the top people. Yeah. It might have been interesting if okay, the concept of the show is they have three people very much like uh, Dragon's Den or what's the American mm-hmm. version of Dragon's Den? I don't remember what the Sharks uh, Sharks I... Sharks Tank. But instead yeah. of them like offering money for a business, they're offering money for a house. That's the right mm-hmm. that's it. That's what it is. Um Yep. Is there three of them or four of them? There might be four of them. Uh I seem to remember it's three. One of the guys doesn't do anything like interesting right. because all he's doing is following an algorithm and he just keeps saying the name of his company over and over and over again. <laughs> well, I work for this company, so we can't do that because our company is backed by Goldman Sachs and blah, blah, blah. That guy's oh. so fucking annoying. He should not be. They, yes. He ruins the. And then the worst part of it to me, sorry, I'm, I'm starting to rant, but was the host. Why do they need a host? Just, I don't, just no. do the package I, for the house and then yeah, put them in the room yeah. with the... Why is that lady there? She's totally unnecessary. Yeah. They just, like, have her there to say, okay, now you can walk into the other room. What the <laughs> fuck? I don't need... Like, this is unnecessary. Did you not have enough uh, content to fill, to fill like, the, the hour-long thing you needed or whatever? You know, that's the only explanation, I guess. Like I said, this is <laughs> this is worse than Data Didn't Related. At least Data Didn't not Related o- is entertaining. Not, not only is it, yeah, not only is it boring, like sh- dry paint. I st- I I really really struggled watching two episodes of this because it's so fucking boring. It, you know what it, might have made it slightly more interesting if all the home uh, sellers. We're like actual mm. families who are just like normal people. But most right. of the people they're selling to are like, oh, I'm a developer who's developing this house and <sighs> yeah. six other houses. And it's like yeah. they don't realize that they're just airing a, tel- a reality television show showing how corrupt and horrible the re- realty market is in America. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Why Why do uh, we have a homeless but... problem? Oh, I don't know. Go watch <laughs> Buy My House and you'll figure it out in like two episodes. And it's so boring, like I said. So no, I'm going to give this to this. This really, really, like it made me struggle. Like I don't really uh, w- watch things that I struggle with, but I can't like give it a score without watching two episodes. I gave it a one because the people, the people <sighs> buying the houses in this are actually worse than Shark Tank judges, which you is know hard what? to do. But I'm going to join you in that one. I'm going to join you in that rage. These people, like, are rich because they uh, are allowing people to live on the streets. Like, they're actual demon people. So, yeah, they deserve one. Right. Well, I still don't think it's the worst <laughs> reality show I watched this week. Okay. Because I also saw Teen Mom, the next chapter... Yeah. The next chapter, as in, like, the app, you mean now they have a kid? So it's the cast of the Teen Mom original series and the t- cast of Teen Mom 2. So if you ever watched that, like I did. I, 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 <laughs> the only person I know from any of those is that Farah Abraham lady. Right. That's the only person and, I've uh, ever. But yeah, no, no, they're back and and sharing their experience. Uh, 
together. Uh, it is um, it is unwatchable. It's 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 it is unwatchable. Uh, I don't know how to criticize this other than saying that it's it's boring Kardashians. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's it's um oh I was and you if if you haven't watched like Teen Mom like I did I am still going to say I did that and I liked it. Okay. You're not going to know who these people are and all of them are terrible terrible people. It's like you said real estate the developers are are awful. So I was going to save my one for for this one, but I guess I'm giving this a one as well. But yeah, don't watch it. It's terrible. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're as bad as real estate developers like these kind because they're not causing people to literally go hungry and die. So, well, that's true. Um. Okay. I saw. Let's do fakes, and then I'm think there's yes. the one last thing probably that we both saw, right? Yes. Uh. So did you watch fakes yet? I did. I watched two episodes of this. Uh, it's it's all right. I didn't like yeah. the second episode having to recap everything in a way because it felt like I was rewatching. So this is about two high schoolers who create a fake ID business selling fake IDs, and it becomes a huge market where they're making millions of dollars. The first episode is told from the perspective of one of the main characters. Second episode mm. is told from the perspective of the other main character. But it kind of felt like you were having to watch the same thing twice. Yeah, I I, I didn't like how they did that. Because it made it a little boring, to, to be honest. I... I I I was really looking forward to this because I think it was on your most anticipated shows of of um, yeah I don't remember what it was but it definitely was my, on my list last week. Uh, let me uh, look. Yeah, of last week, and and and, and uh, it starts re really strong. I think I think episode two like like destroyed my enjoyment of of the show. I kind of I I kind of liked episode one. And I liked I episode, episode one a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me, me, me too. And then, then I watched episode two, and it's like, okay, why are they doing this again? I well, don't need to see episode one. <laughs> like I said, they're showing it from a different perspective, so I can see how later on in the show sure. that could that like if you continue watching the show, I can see how that would come in. But why not do that in like episode five? Right, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Yeah, and then like Phil... finish the storyline, finish the storyline with the one girl, right. and then you go back and then you show it from the other girl's uh, point of view. Right, that's what I would have done instead of like changing it back and forth because that does not work. It just I... feels like you're doing, uh, you're watching something, and that, like I said, you, that you're having to watch it again, but. Um, Mm -hmm. That you're not progressing in the story is the real issue, like you yes. said. Yeah, yes. Like you watched one thing and then you feel like, oh wait, I now I'm having to go backwards and redo the progression right. I just did, which in a, you know, especially a bingeable television show, you want to feel mm -hmm. like you're progressing every episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
No, so I would give episode one maybe an eight, but episode two, like maybe a four. So between there somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Altogether, the two episodes I would give a six. So we're pretty close together. I don't know where you land. Yeah, like, I mean I that I sounds land. about right. I I think I land somewhere okay. there, six point five maybe. Yeah, I can see how later in the series everything could get better. <coughs> so uh, yeah, I am not that interested uh, though. I could watch more. So I think there's yeah. maybe a little difference between us uh, there. I have one show before the main show that we're going to talk about. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that I really, really want you to watch. It's called Tell Me Lies on Hulu. Okay. Uh, this is a scripted uh, show. It's about this relationship. Uh, it's uh, uh, taking course out of like eight year- years, and we follow uh, like a couple uh, that uh, seem like they have a very like mundane uh, life together and things like that, but their relationship is uh, kind of like weird it's uh it feels like um it feels a little like 50 shades of gray ish in the way that it, 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 not that it does as a man uh, but it, it's like it's trying very hard to be very sexy uh but i am not sure i find it sexy i found it uh, boring and kind of weird. I would give it a five. Five. Yeah, five. It sounds familiar, but for some reason maybe I saw a preview for it or something. Or maybe there's a book. Oh yeah, it's based on a book. So maybe that's where I heard about mm. it. Okay. Um, yeah, the last thing we saw was Lord of the Rings. Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it, it's a show we watched two episodes of. That's uh, it. Thank you, everybody. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, what do I say about this? I mean, um, the special effects were okay. Like They were pretty yep. good. You could tell they spent a lot of money on special effects. The first episode it's, is uh, very... One of the most beautiful shows I've seen in quite a while. The first it's episode very, is very kind beautiful. of all over the place because it's introducing yep. a whole lot of characters, which we knew going in that that's how... It yes. was going to be because Fro had seen a preview or a, a review of it. A review, I mean, yeah, uh, somewhere. So we had kind of a concept of going in. They definitely tried to match a lot of the characters to look like not to look like their older counterpart because this is a prequel. Yeah. Um, by the middle of episode two, we were kind of like over it, right? Yep. Yep. Um, by the end of episode two, I was like, I don't need to see more of this, really. <laughs> I don't know. No, me neither. Uh, it is extremely boring. Like, droughtedly boring. I mean, we saw two episodes, and I can say that the highlight of the episode one and two is swimming. Oh, no, the... I thought rock-breaking competition. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... That's, <laughs> that's the actual highlight, is they break yeah, a bunch of rocks that... with hammers. Well, that's... Yeah. Woo, yeah, exciting that's stuff, guy. Super exciting. But, yeah, no, I have to say that it's incredibly beautiful. It's 
very good directed. Uh, I will even go so far that to say that uh, uh, the acting in in it is um, more than okay. But that does not matter when the manuscript and the story is as stale as stale can be. I think it can it, it really banks on <laughs> looking pretty. So it's like it's it, very it, pretty. It's trying to bank on the fact that it thinks people are going to be like, ooh, pretty picture, and not pay attention to, like, what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty picture yeah. with sound. Ooh. That's, like, the level that it's at for me. Yeah. Same here. Uh, you know? I gave it a... Terrible, terrible show. I gave it a 4.5. I mean, I, I don't want to go too low, because obviously, they, you know, a lot of uh, time and effort was put into this. Right. I, I would probably give it a 4.5 as well, but... My problem is that, yeah, it's so boring. Here's an interesting thing, because you saw the new Game of Thrones. Yes. Which one, if you were forced to watch more of, which one would you watch more of? <sighs> Jeez. It's a hard question, right? But I think these are the two things. <laughs> these are the two shows right now that everybody are comparing with each other, so. I really... Uh... Game of Thrones? Question mark? Okay. Yeah. I think I probably would watch that. It's more sex and violence in that, so... At least it's interesting. I don't think you're going to see a in lot of way. sex scenes in Lord of the Rings, yeah. No. Uh, I will see a lot of swimming, though, because they, holy shit, used a lot of time on that. The, yeah, the special effects, though, even in that, were kind of interesting, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. sure. Amazon, though, recently released mm -hmm. its two episodes of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, but faced a wave of criticism from viewers because of this. The company temporarily froze uh, any access to the ratings of the show. Amazon... Yeah, let... let yeah. Come on. Amazon Prime Video streaming platform did not display the rating... For either the registered user site or the mobile app, uh, sources say the restrictions were put in place for 72 hours to combat negative reviews of the product because of perceived cultural or political issues, not because of the actual quality of the program. This was right. This time will help weed out the trolls, is what they say. Yeah, let's just bite this in the butt right away. I had absolutely no problem that people of color was in this show. No, that I, was, that I even was, think we talked about this last week or the week before. Yeah. I was like, uh, "That isn't the problem." <laughs> that even that was like a small minority of like super crazy right wing racist nut jobs. Like it wasn't like a right. I don't think it was like a, a overarching like discussion on the internet. Even it was just some mm -hmm. crazy weirdos on Twitter and probably Gab and things like that. Um, so I don't. I think they were blocking it because they didn't want a bunch of people saying it was a bad show. But mm. on other platforms, however, the situation is quite different. For example, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a thirty-five percent, and the Metacritic user rating was two point three out of ten. So, right. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. But we should point out that Amazon owns IMDb, and that's why that one went away. Right. Uh, and we should also point out that we just went to the Amazon reviews for the show, and there isn't a review anywhere on the site that goes below a six. So that's a little bit of an issue. 
of IMDb, yeah. Oh, what did I say? Amazon. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. IMDb, which is owned by Amazon, sorry. Yes. Uh, clearly, they're editing reviews, user reviews on the IMDb site, which is not cool, in my opinion. I agree. Okay. Uh, the first uh, episode of Sandman we saw separately. Uh, episode 5. This was a different kind of episode, all of a sudden. Chapter 5, 24-7. With Morpheus caught off guard, John settles in at a diner to watch people around him and put his theory about truth and lies to a terrifying test. Yeah, this, this was... Holy shit, this was good, all of a sudden. And completely <laughs> different than any other episode. Like, definitely directed yeah. by somebody different. Totally different, like, cinematography. Like, was this filmed Not in, it. like, a different country? Even, like, it didn't right. feel like... It felt... The same felt show. Like yeah. It felt like they completely went out outside the show. And, I mean, as far as this scene, this... Well, this episode, comparatively to the original uh, material... Does, do right. they just, like, all of a sudden leave yeah. and then go into this other yep. world? Okay. I guess it makes sense in a way. Like, I, it was the best episode so far, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. By This is my one of my favorite parts of the comic as well. So I was super stoked to see that this. Right. And I was so happy to see that they... Uh, uh, did something interesting about this, and holy moly, they did! Like they follow, they follow uh, the uh, the comic to the teeth, and I was so happy to see that uh, the acting in this was uh, superb as well. Like I said, this is definitely my favorite episode so far. Yeah, definitely the best episode. I would give it an eight point five. I would give it a 9.5. It felt like you could be watching like an anthology series like a uh, Tales of the Crypt or maybe like a mm -hmm. Twilight. This could be an episode of Twilight Zone by oh, itself. Definitely. Just this ep this episode of this show, take it out completely, put it in the Twilight Zone and it would it could be an episode of Twilight Zone. Mhm. Mm yep. Uh so yeah, let's what are we at? Oh, we're in TV. Oh no, Emmy noms. We're going to do the Emmy noms now. Yeah. Do you want to parody song then? Oh, sure. We're, we're, I forgot already, even though you told me twice. Once at the beginning <laughs> of the show and once during the break. Okay, uh... Yeah, are you... You're the one that needs to be ready for it, because I don't have any of the stuff to start it, so let me know. No, I, 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 I have it right in front of me. I'm ready. Okay, you go ahead and whenever you're ready. It's the intro for the Emmy noms. Cool. Emmys, the time of the year that it's all about TV shows. I cry, because there are too many to choose between who's gonna win. Why I'm so sad, remember all the TV shows that are not here. Netflix is making me mad. Remember Selling Sunset and Dating in the Wild, they are not here. We watch it all, all we can consume. Even we watch the good lap with peanuts, Gwyneth Paltrow scandal on it. Will you remember that a year of old TV show 
Netflix rise could be false, we have seen it all. And when you push the remote, I will kindly remember that you love Squid Game. Da 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 You say Breaking Bad was boring and you can't watch it But you will be one complaining when it's done and now I will not change the channel Cause I wanna watch it now My eyes is on the Kardashians My loyal amazing Kardashians Forever And ever And ever and ever and ever We watch it all all we can consume We always watch even good flap We grin with Paltrow's candle on You remember that awful TV show? It was awful, yes It was uh, the worst thing that you could consume Netflix rise could be fall We have seen it all But when you push the remote I will kindly remind you that Squid Game has it all. Da 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 Come on everybody! Da 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 yeah clapping png clapping not bad for live clapping emoji yeah um clapping emoji that yeah, was the intro was song. Fun. We're going to do Emmy noms now. Uh, the Emmys are mm -hmm. coming out this uh, Sunday. Are they actually going to air them on television, I think? I uh, have no fucking clue. Uh, the awards, blah de blah the... I know that uh, uh, Keenan Thompson will host. That's what I know. Oh, right. That's, this is... I remember. They're not going to do it live. So the awards will be held on September 12th, and we'll be... Proceeded by the Creative Arts Emmys, like we said. Uh, the ceremony will be broadcast on NBC on Monday to accommodate Sunday night football coverage. So, oh, that's why yeah, they're not doing football, it live. Football and TV. It's they probably have some kind say. of like uh, broadcast deal with the NFL that they're not allowed to break. That's my guess. Sure. Yeah. So, we are starting with supporting the performances. Uh, right? Right, yeah. So, we're going to do... Let's start with uh, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. Uh, I'll do one, you do one. Patricia Garquette, mm -hmm. uh, Severance on Apple TV. Julia Gardner, Ozark from Netflix. Ho 
Yan Jean from Squid Games, Netflix. Christina Ricci, Yellow Jackets, Showtime. Rhea Seahorn, Better Call Saul from AMC. Uh, J. Smith Cameron, Succession on HBO, HBO Max. Sh Sarah Snook. That's a hard name to say. Sna Sarah <laughs> Snook on Succession. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For HBO. Said that, 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 that times <laughs> right, and Sydney Sweetie for Euphoria, uh, HBO, HBO Max, who has been in a lot of controversy lately. She has. Um, I think this is probably going to go to Julia Garner uh, for Ozark uh, because it was the last season of Ozark. Right. Okay. So I am going with. Julia Garner. I would be happy if uh, Ho Young Young won for Squid Game. Right. Uh, but but I think it's going to be Garner. People yeah, lost I, their I, shit for Euphoria this year, but Sydney Sweeney had yeah. that controversy stuff. Uh, Christina Ricci, I can see really getting good. it just because she's such a uh, has so much history in, in yeah in Hollywood, but yeah. hasn't really ever gotten a whole lot of recognition. And Yellow Jackets was my favorite show of last year, so um, I wouldn't mind this. Um, yeah, I'll go for Christina Ricci. I guess I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm go gonna go for the dark horse there. And you went yeah. Gar Garner, right? Yeah. Yeah, Garner. Uh, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, Nicholas Brown for Succession on HBO, uh, Billy Grubrup for The Morning Show on Apple TV+, Kieran Culkin as on Succession of HBO, Matthew McFadden on Succession for HBO, uh, Oh Young Soo for Squid Game on Netflix, Park Hae-so for Squid Game on Netflix, John Taruto for Severance on Apple TV Plus and Christopher Walken uh, for Severance on Apple TV Plus. I'm gonna have to go with one of the Squid Games guys, but which one? Um, Park Hae So, I guess. Yeah, and I am going to go with uh, Kieran Culkin for Succession. He was amazing in that show. Okay, Culkin. All right. Um. Next, we're doing Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Alex Bornstein for Marvelous Miss Marvel Prime. Hannah Enbinder, Hacks on HBO. Janelle James, Abbott Elementary on ABC. What is the show, Abbott Elementary? Did we... I don't... I yeah. Don't, Kate McKinnon... We watched it. It's it's that... Uh, uh, no, I know, uh, but like we watched yeah. it and we were like, this is nothing. It's it, not good. It disappeared yeah. and nobody was talking about it. And then months later, all of a sudden, everybody's like yeah. crazy for it. Uh, Kate must have got better later in the show. That's my only thought. Kate McKinnon, mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live on NBC. Sarah Niles, Ted Lasso uh, for Apple TV. Cheryl Lee Ralph. For Abbott Elementary, ABC, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, Apple TV, and Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, Apple TV. I don't like any of this. Um, I don't watch Ted Lasso, I don't watch Abbott Elementary, and I don't watch Axe. Right. And I... Don't really like Miss Marvel. I I liked it the first episode, uh, season. The first season. I okay. going to 
go with Janelle James for Abbott Elementary, I guess. All right, I'm going to go Alex Bornstein, I guess, for Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, and now we have our outstanding support actress in a comedy show. Uh, Anthony Carrigan for Barry on HBO. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Tubert Gmoth for Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Nick Muhammad for Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Jesus Christ on the stick. Uh, Tommy Shreshal. <laughs> this is less than it was last year. <laughs> I know. Uh, for the moment, Miss Maisel on Prime TV uh, video. Uh, sorry. Uh, Tyler James Williams for Abbott, Mill, uh, Abbott Elementary on ABC. Henry Winkler f- for Barry on HBO Max. And Hoan Young for Saturday Night Live on NBC. I'm going to go with uh, the Fonz, Henry, Henry Winkler. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going as well. I mean, you got a good shot with any of the Ted Lassos. I know. Um, Tony Shalhoub? I mean, yeah. Um, he's won, he's uh, won multiple different awards. He has. Yeah. I am going to go with the Dark Horse here and go with Bowen Young. Okay. I don't know why, but that's what I am going to do. Okay, let's move on to acting. Uh, outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve on BBC America. Laura Linney for Ozark, Netflix, Melita Linsky, Yellow Jackets on Showtime, Sandra Oh for Killing Eve on BBC America, Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show, Apple TV+, Zendaya for Euphoria, HBO, HBO Max. Well, I want Melanie Linsky to win for Yellow Jackets. I don't think it will be Yellow Jackets. Okay. It's going to be either Laura Linney for Ozark or Sadaya. I am going to go with Sadaya. Well, that's what I wanted. Um, well, too bad. <laughs> oh, I can still pick it, but that would be boring, so I'm gonna... Uh, I'm gonna go with Laura Linney, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, she she is the second one. And it's. I was like picking. I, said, I was thinking her or Sandra O. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, because that was also the last season of uh, Killing Eve. Right. But, uh, the last season of Killing Eve was shit. So <laughs> there you go. Okay, let's go. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series: Jason Batman for Ozark for Netflix, Brian Cox for Succession for HBO, Lee Young Ji for Squid Game on Netflix. Bold, uh, Bold, that's what was his name all of a sudden. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul uh, for AMC. Uh, Adam Scott for Severance on Apple TV Plus. Uh, Jeremy Strong for Succession on HBO. I gotta go Bob Odenkirk, I think. Uh... Yeah, do you know what? I totally agree. Okay, you want to pick but something different, or I'm no? going to. Yeah, I think Odenkirk would will win because it's the last season of Better Call Saul. It's the last season of a lot of things, isn't it? Though, because Jason yeah. Bateman's on there also. 
I know. I'm going with uh, Lee Young Shield for Squid Game. Oh, I had already started. <laughs> uh, okay. Zhang uh, Ji. Okay. Um, so, my turn. Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. Is that where we're at? Mm hmm. Yeah. Rachel Bro Shanahan from Marvelous Miss Maisel Prime. Quentin Brunson, Abbott Elementary for ABC. Kelly Coco, the flight attendant for HBO, HBO Max. Ella Fanning, the great on Hulu. Uh, is a Ray Insecure on HBO, HBO Max. I've never heard of that show. Jen Smart for Hacks on HBO, HBO Max. Um, I really hope Ella Fanning will win. I don't think she will, though. Because that's a great TV show. Um... Ah, fuck it. I will go with uh, Ali Fanning. Oh, that was who I was thinking of. Okay. Jeez. Uh, I think it's going... Do you want some help? Okay. <laughs> I think it's going to be Gene Smart for Hacks. That's Sadly. what I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. But then what else? I mean, yeah, it's definitely not going to be Coco. No. Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel has just won too many years in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, in many That's categories. Cool. So yeah, Gene Smart, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's just out of a process of elimination more than anything. <laughs> right. Outstanding lead actor in the comedy series: Donald Glover for Atlanta on FX, Bill Hader for Barry on HBO, Nicholas Holt for The Great uh, on Hulu, Steve Martin on uh, for Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Uh, Martin Short also for Only Murders in the Building on Hulu and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. Okay, let's see. I know who should win, but that's another. Outstanding lead actor in a comedy. Um, I mean Donald Glover should win, but uh, he's not. I don't to... really like Atlanta. I know a lot of people like that show, but. <gasps> If anything, I, I would say I th I think Bill Hader should win, but it's probably going to be either Steve Martin or Martin Short. Uh, so I'll go Steve Martin. Well, I'm going to go with the winner, Jason Sudeikis, for Ted Lasso. I sadly think it will win again. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sad. Sad face. All right, so we're at... We're going to do Outstanding Competition Show, Amazing Race, Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, uh, Nail It, RuPaul's Drag Race, Top Chef, and The Voice. Well, I watched three out of the shows there, so um, I am going to go with The Voice. Hmm. I never saw. Did, did we watch Nailed It? I don't. I must have. Right? Nailed It is the, like a painting of nails competition. It's very, very interesting. <laughs> I don't remember watching that show. Um, I guess I'm going to go. I guess I'll go with RuPaul. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. That was my second one. Yeah. And you picked what? Uh, the voice. Okay. That then is a weak-ass category. It is, yeah. Especially how then many competition go... shows there are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> why Why aren't uh, 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 that cook, English cook, nominated? Uh, Gordon Ramsay? Gordon Ramsay? Is he on Top Chef? No. No, Maybe. I don't think so. Outstanding limited or anthology series. We have Dope Sick, The Dropout, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy, and The White Lotus. This is a strong category. Um, this is a fucking amazing category, is this? Yeah. Jeez, uh, this is a hard one. It is. It is so tough. I like all of the shows on this. Right. I the only one I haven't seen is White Lotus just cuz it's on HBO. Have you Oh yeah, you haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Which one's the best out of all these though? I guess I'm going to go or I guess which one is going to win. That's what I should ask myself. Inventing right. it. Hmm. I think it's here going to be dope sick. Or the dropout. I think I will go with Dope Sick. There's been a lot of controversy about the inventing Anna lady right now, as well yeah, as I know. the uh, yes. the Ther Theranos lady also has a bunch of controversy yeah. happening right now. So I don't know, but yeah, you're gonna go Dope Sick. That's a pretty good choice, I guess. I mean, it's it's a very good show. I just. I, when uh, Inventing Anna came out, I feel like it had the most hype out of all, all oh, these yeah. shows. So that's why. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, outstanding drama series, Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. Well, I'm going to go with Squid Game. <sighs> yeah, we picked that last year, right? Like, both of us? No. Because it wasn't nominated last year. Oh, was it Golden Globes that we probably did it for yeah. then? Yeah. Okay. Um, mm, should I go the same thing or... I'm going to go Stranger Things, actually. Because it was the final oh. season of that also, right? Well, it's not. But Oh, it wasn't. Oh, maybe I should... Yeah, you're right. There's one more season. There's, mm. the, there's one more season. Thank you. <laughs> or it ended with a really good cliffhanger. Uh, I'm still going to go Stranger Things. Maybe my gut was right. Okay. Then we are going to go with Outstanding Comedy Show. Abigail Elementary, Barry, Kirby or Enthusiasm, Hacks, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows That Should Fucking Win. <laughs> Yeah, it's the funniest out of all these shows. It's the funniest of all of the shows, but it's sadly not going to win. But yeah, because only Murders in the Building is probably going to win. <sighs> okay, so it's between Ted Lasso and Barry and Abbott Elementary for me. Abbott Elementary? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking... I'm thinking American. I'm not thinking me because if it was me, I would fucking go with 
what we do in the show. I'm assuming but, uh, that the the academy who votes on this stuff is all older people, also. So that's why I went with Murders in Building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, old people love that show. I mean, it's the last season of Barry. They like that show too. Abbott Elementary, I don't. Is more of a younger person show, I think. Ted Lasso is definitely old. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck it, I will go with Barry. That's a good. I like. I, I that definitely has legs. Yeah. All right, that was Emmy noms. Uh. So let's do some news. Uh, Big Brother. Oh my gosh, this was nuts. Oh my gosh. I haven't yeah, watched any I, anything else this week. I just watched uh everything on saturday like the week stuff i that's been my thing lately is just to watch yeah, i used all three I of the, week. the whole day <laughs> i just watched all yeah because you hadn't seen anything anything from this no. season right no. uh, i've been keeping it up weekly so i'll watch three episodes all on saturday because there's like three episodes right. per week and then it's an easy way to just keep up to date on everything and not have to like watch them episode by episode um mm-hmm. but that got right that means the last thing I saw was the eviction. So don't spoil okay. anything after that, if you could, please. <laughs> no, I will or not. Or try not to. Okay. Uh, but alleged racism and unconscious bias in at the center of an emotional meaning and eviction in Big Brother. Uh, in case you missed it, Kyle made an assumption that people of color in the house had former, formed a secret alliance similar to the cookout, uh, which was a group last season made up of all black house guests and had thus attempted to form an alliance of all non-people of color in the house to go against them. This is along uh, with other comments, uh, which made hashtag KKKKyle a trending hashtag for the last two weeks. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, seeing the whole situation, I it was uh, unconscious uh, bias for sure. Very much so. But I don't think he deserves to have like his whole life ruined or anything like that over, over it's it. not like this the slap. I I was thinking about this when when we I was watching this like Oh the slap from think... Big Brother UK. Yes. Okay. Because I, that's kind of like it. Uh, what I would maybe compare it to when it comes to like scandal wise. Okay. And I think that was a bigger thing than I think this is, to be honest. Um. Yeah. There. There has been uh, allegations of racism in the Big Brother U.S. house in the past. I think the most mm-hmm. obvious one was, uh, in the earlier seasons, there was a blonde woman who just was straight up racist. <laughs> yes. Um. She just straight out said racist things about people of color. Uh, mm-hmm. This was very unconscious. I, what I'm to understand, he's been dropped by his management company and things like that. Mm. Um, he, he's going to have to deal with like people online giving him hate and things like that. Uh, mm. And what I what he did was, you know, on he didn't know he, what he was doing at all. Um, right, I agree. I. I do also feel with the people in the house that pointed out that these two people brought it up on, at a very opportune time that helped their game, which is yep. gross. And I think that's also very dirty and gross for them to use to pull that card when they did. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, so the, yeah, the whole situation is kind of nuts. I think there's not a lot of people talking about that side of it though, as much as the, the racism on Kyle's part, right? They're not talking about how that, that was used against or for the benefit of other people. Yeah. Which is, mm. yeah, it's not, not good. They say, oh, we, we don't want it to benefit our game, but it did. It did end up benefiting your game, so. Yeah, and, and, and you see, like, I, my, my main problem is that, like you said, I, it felt like it was very much like he didn't know what he was doing. And uh, I think, like, again, if I compare it to the slap, she knew what she was doing. She was manipulating the situation clearly in her direction. Right. This was just just a yeah, stupid mistake. Like it's the, it yeah, and then happen. the question becomes were these two people manipulating the situation on purpose? Right. And they were clearly doing that. Well, well maybe they weren't. Maybe they just felt at the time that this has to come out and they weren't maybe they didn't mm. feel like they were doing it for it for it to benefit their game but it ended up doing that so you know it comes across that way um so yeah both sides i guess in this situation you know the both sides argument but like both sides uh did something wrong to a degree but it's all like we're weird gray areas of what you did wrong right yeah right Hey, when I think of uh, Fox News, I think of Democrats. Wait, that that's not true. No, that that no. Uh, former President Donald Trump, though, uh, <laughs> tore into Fox News on Sunday, accusing the network of amplifying the Democrat agenda. Excuse me, going harder on Republicans than Democrats saying, wow, Fox News is really pushing the Democrats and the, de and the Democrat agenda gets worse every single day, uh, he said on social media. Uh, so many Dem interview so many Dems interviewed with only softball questions, then Republicans counterpart, the Republican counterparts get creamed. Okay. I'm not sure what Fox News is watching. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and CNN, as I'm to understand, is, like, moving super right-wing now that they've started mm -hmm. getting new, um, management, right? Which they've fired a lot of people recently, um, it, yeah, it says here, Trump also said that the n network cable news competitor, CNN, adopted a conservative approach, he would support it. If the low rating CNN ever went conservative, they would be an absolute gold mine, and I would help them do so. Trump said, "So, I'm sure, I'm sure you would, Mr. Trump. Right? I'm sure you would. Uh, hey, uh, you know, we talked last week. We talked about this sitcom with Danny DeVito that isn't that good because it's not that funny. Right? Uh, a U.S. Dem uh, Republican has." A little problem with it, though. U.S. Representative Mike Johnson objected to the sitcom aired by FX Networks. Uh, its website said the series was about women and their thirteen and her thirteen-year-old daughter who were trying to live normal lives, even though Satan is the girl's father and wants custody of her soul. Uh, he said, 
I could not get the remote fast enough to shield my 11-year-old from the preview, not even the show itself. And I wonder how many other children were exposed to it and how many million more oh, will no. tune in to see this new series owned and marketed by Disney in all capitals. Right, FX, mm. obviously owned by Disney Corporation. This is going into the whole, like, Disney is spreading Satanism to uh, to our children uh, side of, like... Yes, they the, are. Q, this is like connected to like QAnon and things like that. And mm -hmm. guess what? The religious right. All hail, hail Satan. All hail Disney. <sighs> all hey, hail Audible. Uh, <laughs> all hail Audible. Yeah, they have a big author sale right now. You can get two titles for one credit. So if you get the credit now, you can actually get two books instead of one. Uh, it ends the ninth uh, of uh, September, so do it, do it, do it now. You can go to oddworldtrial.com/adc. That's oddworldtrial.com/adc. I normally say you can get one book, but yeah, you can get two books for for your credit, and you can cancel it and you can keep it, but you will not cancel it because Audible is the best there is. Ben Stiller and Sean Penn have been permanently banned from Russia over a uh, Russia-phobic course. Okay, Sean Penn and Ben Stiller oh. have officially and permanently been banned from entering Russia, as are 23 other members of Congress, high-ranking officials, representatives of businesses, expert uh, and expert communities, as well as cultural figures. Russia made the announcement went Monday in response to what it calls a never-expanding personal sanctions by the Biden administration against Russian citizens. Uh, the EU reached out for rep out to the representation for Penn and Stiller for comment, uh, but we we imagine that the two aren't losing losing sleep over it. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, I, I guess so. I. I uh, I, I kind of wonder what they say with anything here. Uh, let's unite to stop the war in Ukraine. Let's defend freedom and lo save lives. Uh, this is That was from Penn. Stiller, meanwhile, traveled to Ukraine as part of a UN refugee agency to meet people who have been impacted by the war. So he actually went to Ukraine. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, no, you shouldn't visit Ukraine if you want to go into Russia. Just weird people to put sanctions on, of all people, Ben Stiller and Trump. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've seen some movies. I've just seen one, but uh, you can go first. I saw I Came By last night on Netflix. Did you? Did you come by? <laughs> I did, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. This is about... Uh, it's a horror-slash-thriller about a okay. kid who is uh, a graffiti artist, uh, but instead of doing graffiti just, you know, on bridges and uh, overpasses, whatever, he actually goes to rich people's houses that are, like, in the news for doing something bad, I guess, and he'll tag inside their house. Um, okay. And so we, it's about him and then his friend who's getting out of that. They were working together, his friend's getting out of it uh, because he's having a kid and he wants to go on the straight and narrow. But obviously, 
Uh, his friend brings him back into it, and it's all because of what he sees in this one rich guy's basement while he's tagging his house. He sees something, but you don't really know what it is till much later in the show. Or, or the movie, sorry. So, yeah. Uh, very interesting. Pretty good uh, British British movie. Uh, a lot of good actors. I thought the acting was really good. The storyline's pretty good. It's got that kind of British cinematography. You know, British television style mm-hmm. of cinematography, which you'll, you'll know it when you see it. Um, overall, I'd give it a... I'll give it a 6.5. I think you'll like it, bro. It's one of those kind of thriller horrors that uh, you'd. I think you'd find interesting. I put it on my list already. <laughs> uh, let's see. What did I watch? I just looked it up, and I I forgot that that is how memorable. That it must have been a really good movie. Was. Yeah, it was so good because it was Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, that's what I watched this week. Um, yeah, I'm done with Marvel movies. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little. Yeah, I'm. I'm tired of Marvel movies right now. I think I think my favorite thing was Christian Bale. He was really good in it. Okay. Um, five. Yeah. Five. Uh, I, Five. And the other thing I saw was Jurassic World Domination, which I think you saw. Oh, that's. I if you don't think that was the worst uh, Jurassic Park ever, I'm not sure we can do this show together. Um, when did remember when Fast and Furious was like a show about guys racing cars? Uh huh. And then it became like Mission Impossible. When did? That happened to Jurassic Park, I guess, in this last few movies. I don't know. Ever since it was called Jurassic World is when it became, like, uh, some kind of Mission Impossible-style Fast and Furious movie instead of being... Remember the original Jurassic Park was a horror movie? <laughs> That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was just a horror movie. <laughs> and now it's, like, Indiana Jones mixed with Fast and Furious mixed with, like, all these other things. And it's, like... Uh, they've lost the plot as far as, like, the original concept of the series, right? I think that's the biggest problem I had with it. You didn't have a problem with, uh, oh, you can stop all the dinosaurs with one hand movement? Uh, well, that that was in previous movies. That was already canon. I did have a problem no, with... No, it, it, it was canon for one fucking dinosaur. Oh, not right, yeah. all of them. Not Yeah, that's true. And ones that he had trained specifically, not just yes. one random and now, ones. Now all of a sudden, all the dinosaurs fucking stop for that time. He's the dinosaur whisperer, right? Such stupid... Yeah, and the kid can also do it because magically she's, yes! like, the powers have been transferred somehow. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad. I guess so. Yeah, just the mixing of all these different genres also. I also had a problem with the idea. They never really explained, oh, we can just control the dinosaurs to go wherever we want them to. Right. So why didn't you just do that <laughs> when they were trying to kill you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, score. I'll give it a, um, uh, what, a three. 
I had a 3.5, but I guess I'll go down to a 3. <laughs> channel 5 just put a new trailer out on their actual channel. Or no, this is also on Channel 5 Clips. It's tra trailer number 2, is what it says. Oh. Hmm, okay. Should uh, we watch it? Well, maybe later. Let's wait until the Jeremy round. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that in the Jeremy round. Uh, but right now, let's watch a trailer for Gigi and Nate, or Gigi and Nate. It's a monkey. Hey, Gigi. I don't think she likes you. <laughs> oh, she likes me. She just doesn't know it yet. Okay. My name is Nate Gibson. I've been in this wheelchair since I was 18. Just jump already! I like him. I was six weeks away from college. When I got paralyzed, I had nurses around the clock. And one year ago, my life completely changed. I'd like a request for service animal for my son. And that's when I got Gigi. Mm. She's a lot smaller than I thought. How's it going? It's not coming out. Let's try the peanut butter. Come on, Gigi. I mean, what? I'm pretty sure not all states in America you can just get a service animal as a monkey, though. Holy fuck. All the way now. Sorry, I just looked at <laughs> I just looked at uh, the difference between the tomato meter and the audience score. Oh on yeah, tomato. yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> like what? That's a little confusing, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> she drew poo. <laughs> Monkeys throw poo at people. Can I get a picture? Hi, little monkey. We should hang out sometime. Never had this much attention. You're trending. Seems dangerous to take a monkey to a party like that. He can't be in here. What's that monkey? It's against the law. She's a busybody, and I wanted to punch her right in her bow tie. Well, you're gonna take Gigi away, and I'm never gonna see her again. You have to fight. You can't just let her do that. Uh, well, does the guy have, like, the actual stuff to take care of a monkey like that? Like, that's a big question in this situation. <sighs> like, you have to have, like, a proper enclosures and all that stuff? He allows me to live my life to the fullest every single day. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. Well... I really, really don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> it looks awful. Yeah, that does not look great. Uh, but for some reason, I it couldn't find any negative awful. reviews for it, but I think it's probably because of the subject matter, I'm guessing, at least on IMDb. But I guess they are deleting reviews for other movies we know, or TV shows at least. But here's one that says 8 out of 10. Updating, but, but, but look, 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 look. What is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? Oh, right. Uh, a young man with a bright future suffers a near-fatal accident and recreates his new life with a with the help from an, an unlikely animal friend. This is 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% on Fandango, and 89% of Google users liked it. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I went into it and I was like, oh, cool, I am going to get a review from there. And it's like 18% and 94% on the audience score. 
So was like, the, holy moly. And it's got 94% on Fandango, 7.2 on IMDb, yeah. Um, for some reason, the Rotten Tomatoes critics hated this more than anybody else, it seems like. Yeah. Strange. All right. Uh, but on the IMDb, 8 out of 10, Gigi and Nate is an uplifting movie with an encouraging message. This is from Ramney 2. This movie will put you through the range of emotions and even bring out on the waterworks after barely surviving an accident and getting paralyzed. The two develop an inseparable bond, but everyone, but not everyone's a fan of the, their friendship. Um, yeah. So now he's just describing the, the thing, the movie. There you go. Well, Robert C gave it half a star and says, Sorry, uh, folks, the critics are right about this one. Gigi and Nate is an aggressively, righteously bad movie. <laughs> With its wind-inducing story, a dialogue, and sub-amateur directing. Wow. This movie, film uh, be taught in film school uh, as an example how to get absolutely everything wrong. Watch this movie and do exact the opposite of everything they do. <laughs> it was sheer torture to watch, and I fled the theater long before its end. Wow. Yeah, okay. Um, I think maybe he didn't like it. Right. Uh, this one's a 9 out of 10. So it's a cloudy and rainy here in Southwest Michigan on a Sunday of Labor Day weekend, and we decided to go to the movies. We checked out Rotten Tomatoes. Honk for Jesus received 74% positive, but 25% positive uh, audience reviews. And yet, Gigi and Nate got 18% positive critics, but 97% positive audience reviews. IMDb audience had uh, Honk at 5.1 average uh, and Gigi at 8.1 positive. Uh, but we opted to go see Gigi and Nate and concluded that we are sick of, tired of critics continually trying to influence the public uh, on what the public goes and sees at the movies. Uh, there is no reason for any critic to give this film a negative re review. Well, that's your opinion, number one, and it's literally their job <laughs> as movie critics to try to influence people on what they go and see. That's literally what they get paid for, so yeah. I don't know what this lady's talking about. <laughs> Morella A also gave it half a star and says, First and foremost, I am self a service dog handler. This movie is an awful representation of not only service animals, but disabled people. Under ADA law, monkeys are not qualified to be service animals. That's what I was... Only dogs, yeah. okay. dogs are mature horses. Also, why is the monkey acting like it... It's a service animal all over this movie. This was terrible. Yeah, I can see how that would be offensive, right? To people who actually do have service animals that, like, mm -hmm. legitimately need them and everything. Yeah. Um, okay. Another movie coming out last weekend was The Harbinger. Uh, mysteries... That hold the secret something something. Sure. Daniel and Teresa Snyder move their troubled young daughter, R Rosalie, to a quiet Midwestern town. Soon after they arrive, neighbors begin to die. Townspeople suspect yeah. Rosalie and shun the Snyder family, fearing something evil followed them and tormented 
the tormented parents seek the advice of a Native American seer who tells them that only death can save Rosalie. When more people die, the detective starts looking into the mystery. The Snyders must do whatever it takes to protect their family. 3.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Not seeing any more scores in that. Um, it look, it's got a score on ChristianBook.com, <laughs> but it's not for the movie. It's for, I guess this is based off of a book. So. ChristianBook.com. <laughs> it's got a four point eight on that. <laughs> okay, yep. good for it. Waiting for Bojangles. Uh, a boy and his eccentric parents leave their home in Paris for a country house in Spain. As the mother descends deeper into her own mind, it's up to the boy and the father to keep her safe and happy. This has 6.6 .6 on INRB, 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 84% on Google. Uh, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Honk for beep, Jesus, beep. Save Your Soul is a 2022 American comedy drama uh produced by bloody bloody blah let's get a description for this one second uh in the aftermath of a huge scandal trinity childs the first lady of a predominantly southern baptist mega church attempts to help her pastor husband rebuild their congregation okay it's got a uh let's see 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 out of 10 on IMB, 64% on Metacritic, 52% of Google users like this. Got Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown. Oh, I like both of them. I actually might uh, watch it this week because I think it came out uh, on Peacock as well as in the theaters. So. In the Peacock. In the Peacock. Peacock. Uh, Salom. That like, sounds like I'm saying Shalom. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It, Salum. it does sound very similar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shut down after fleeing a coop and extraditing a drug lord from Gono Paso, a group of mercenaries must lie down low at a remote holiday camp, slash their stolen heart and repair their plane to escape back to Dakar, Senegal. This is a horror thriller. It has 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 94 on Rotten Tomatoes, and 76% on Metacritic. Peter Von Kant, uh, thanks to the great success of Sydney, Peter Von Kant, a famous and successful film director, meets and falls in love with Amir, a handsome man from a modest background. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 64% of Google users liked it. <coughs> this has Stefan Crapon and Isabel Ad Adjani. Yep. Okay. Uh... Then it's... Oh, this isn't a movie. Is it not a movie? Uh... It is a musician. Oh, well, I've got uh, Burial. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, well, it links it to me correctly. It says, A small group of Russian okay. soldiers have the tack of taking Hitler's discovery remains back to Stalin in Moscow, starring Tom Felton, 
Charlotte Vega and Diana Rigg. Mm. Uh, it says 4.7 out of 10 on IMB, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 67% of Google users liked it. So, Well, I have two movies that I want to see out of the movies that we talked about. Okay. Uh, I want to see either The Harbinger or uh, Salom. Uh, I think Hawk for Jesus is... Well, I'm, de- I'm going to see that, so I'll, I'll just pick that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am going to with with a harbinger. That sounds crazy. It sounds super interesting, but considering it's based off of a Christian novel of some type, it's probably going to be really mm-hmm. low, like Christian movie quality. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what do you mean, Christian movies, movies are always amazing. such good quality? Coming yeah. next week, news of the week. TV and Movies of the Week, Sandman Episode 6. We are in the right in the middle of the series, and this was the best episode. It's kind of weird. I know. Another did a review of Jane. Uh, I haven't seen any previews for this, but is it just like about a girl named Jane? Maybe it's uh, Tarzan's Jane. Tarzan Jane? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, uh, it's about the joke that uh, Chris Rock made about uh, Will Smith's wife is what it's actually the G.I. Jane joke yeah mm. yeah hey Manchester City won 6-0 against Nothing Forest this week I'm happy is that your your team mm-hmm. besides any Norwegian team obviously I don't have any Norwegian team oh okay cool. I only have a, a English one I have a, a well that's not entirely true I also love uh, uh, Ajax. What is that? Can you get... Yeah, I was just going to say, can you guess what country that is? <laughs> no. The Netherlands. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But uh, let's go to some YouTube stuff, I guess. Uh, it's the Jeremy round. Uh, yeah, we've got that new trailer to watch. We'll do that at the end, I guess. Uh, yeah. Not a whole lot. I mean, Deaf Noodles is, like, in a crazy spiral at okay. this point. so he pushed that person, and I saw it from so many angles, and I I think he pushed that person. Oh, he definitely pushed them. That He even so, admits to pushing them. Right. But is it is it... Was it... Did he do it in an acceptable manner? Like, when a... I think so. You think I it was acceptable so. or unacceptable? I think it personally was acceptable in his behavior during the night. What I was thinking of to compare it as is, like, when somebody rushes the ring in a wrestling, pro wrestling uh, match, and mm. they, ki- they literally kick them out. They, like, beat them up to get them out of the ring. Uh... It was not that kind of extreme, but it's, you know, when somebody gets up on the stage like that, you have to physically remove them, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing is, people were like, if you have security there, why didn't you let them do it? That kind of thing, I guess, yeah. Um, but, like, his video, is he the new Trisha Paytas at this point? Like, all of his videos are just him complaining, <laughs> complaining about some other creator, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Trisha has disappeared, except for, like, her crazy... Darman videos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I think he's the new Trisha Paytas. Maybe he's just realized there's a gap in the market and he's filling it. 
<laughs> That's my new theory on what's going on with Death Noodles. <laughs> But yeah, no. Other than that, I don't don't really have anything. I uh, uh, well, I've been there's kind a bunch of out of it. So oh yeah, that's I true. Watch that much. A bunch of people making videos on Gabby Hanna because she's having a kind of a meltdown, which is is okay. it seems like it's just sad. Uh, she made what I'm to understand is like 200 plus TikToks in less than a day. Um, Holy moly! Yeah, uh, just with stuff that's. At one point, she's, like, talking about um, seeing heaven. It's, like, coming from all this weird Christian spiritual uh, angle, and, like, people are, you know, obviously worried about her. Um, lots of people have made videos on it at this point. I guess I can tell, talk a little about CM Punk. It's probably... I saw a little about she's... it. I saw a little about it. Okay. Okay. He's probably going to be fired from AEW. What, uh, somebody was comparing, they're saying he, I don't remember who it was, but they were like, uh, he's trying to be, act like Hulk Hogan, but he doesn't have any of the star power of Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, it started, so it started right after, uh, the pay-per-view with him talking shit about, uh, all the founders of AEW. Okay. Uh, and, and also like Colt Cabana. And uh, things like that, but he so then they moved it backstage, and like uh, the people wanted to talk to him about like his comments during during that, and that started a fight, uh, a physical fight. Oh, uh, his trainer like uh, punched someone, and he punched someone, and threw a chair at someone. And, okay, yeah, just constantly chaos. And uh, now it looks like he's just going to be fired from AEW because he is <laughs> behaving badly. Uh, apparently, the new Mr. Beast video where he like uh, played hide and go seek in a mall. You know, mm -hmm. apparently mm -hmm. there was a lot of confusion by people because if you see the end of the video, the mall was actually open at that point. There was apparently mm -hmm. people were very. There were some people that were calling the police and stuff because they didn't know what the hell was going on when they went mm -hmm. to the mall. Uh, so there was a lot of controversy around that. Uh, it doesn't seem like a huge deal, but locally, a lot of people were talking about it. That that was an interesting story. Hmm. Yeah. Well, are we going to watch this trailer and then say goodbye? I think that's it for, like, Jeremy News stuff. Uh, the Pokemon, uh interview was interesting this week. There was that. Yeah. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. Other than that, I think that's about it, yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, it was a very good like interview her. on H3 uh, about a lot of different topics. They didn't just, like, stick to one thing, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're, they're having a, a, a diss track competition today. Uh, I'm not so. exactly excited about that. You know how I feel about... <laughs> I mean, I, if the if the diss tracks are funny, like comedic, I could like yeah. it. But if they're gonna be judging them like uh, American Idol or something, I'm gonna be like, I don't like this. Yeah. Okay, let's watch the interview in uh, three, two, one, go. Every sin ever. This is like slightly shorter than the other one, but it doesn't. The, the, the Night Stalker. The 
Maybe it doesn't have a thing, long thing at the end. I was actually Hitler. It wasn't Hitler. It was me. I did it. I was in a time machine in Germany. I did all that, okay? I did everything. And that's what I accept. So, you're here with the bad guy. You're here with I want to go back and pause that whiteboard with all the topics on it. Yeah. You don't feel like Lex Luthor and me. I invented cancer. How? It doesn't matter. I created death. People didn't die before I was born. I created heartburn. I created hemorrhoids. I created hangovers. I created gingivitis. That's a bad one. I created heroin. That's a bad one. I created acne. I wish you could do that one. I created bad breath. I created infidelity. Well, I mean, I was sitting back about 5,000 years ago, and I said, you know, look at the future. We really need something. Kind of freak people out. I'm gonna create like an eight-foot-tall monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I created Bigfoot. That's a little side thing I did, but yeah, just a little. Yeah. Side project, yeah. yeah. So yeah, now, now that we've accepted that, I can't believe. I always say this, but I, people take him seriously, which is hilarious. Oh, mm. What you just watched is two minutes of our 20-minute interview with Alex Jones. Bear in mind oh, 20 minutes. Interview that Alex Jones has done with the press. Just since 20. He lost the Sandy okay. okay, we can pause there. Yeah. And then he says, go subscribe to the Patreon. Obviously, they can't show it on YouTube. I, probably the main reason they can't show it on YouTube is because it's Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I have seen him do interviews with other people oh, on YouTube. Funny. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty much kind of the same trailer, except with a lot more crazy uh, things in it. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about. Let's try to remember to talk about that interview, like if we can, if we see it. I guess. Oh, we're probably going to see it, aren't we? I hope so. Uh, I, I'm. I'm going to sign up for their Patreon, so I'll definitely see it. Uh. Right. And I'll talk about it next week. Maybe we'll do it in the TV round. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I am tired. I want to go to bed. Uh, I hope this was a good episode of the podcast. I think it was, even though I'm a little low on energy today. But uh, I'm a wagon I... wheel, and I go on a wagon, um, not a tire <laughs> that goes on a car. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh. Is a bad so dad joke. Funny. Dad jokes, everybody. Oh. And I'm not even a dad. Yeah. Well, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All of a sudden, someone comes and tells you. It like, could happen, um, honestly, but yeah. I don't. I honestly don't think so. Uh, that would scare the bejesus out of me because I know who I have had intercourse with and I am 110% sure I've, they haven't had any kids. So if I took a blood test and they all of a sudden were related to me like a son, I would be scared. There's definitely some people who, like, let's say I, I slept with and then didn't know them nine months later. <laughs> We'll say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. We hadn't seen them since. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that is why uh, he's missing his uh, left hand. <laughs> not not a thing. But 
Uh, Hillary Clinton is not running for president, so that's something good to end on. <sighs> yeah. Let's end on that. Uh, my name is Fro. I am from Norway. He will not be also running for president like Hillary Clinton. I will not be running for president either, just like Hillary Clinton. And my, I'm Luke from the U.S. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.